Hey, what's up, fight fans? How you doing? Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know the low blow bros are um, livid. I know you guys had a very, very interesting weekend, so we'll talk about that. Uh, and I know that I said I wouldn't do a show uh, for the next couple of weeks, but because of the controversy that took place in Poland, I felt the need to come jump on here and do a show today. I will not be doing a show next week, just to let you know. Um, and today we're not going to do phones again. It's going to be another sh uh, short show. I I'm going on. Um, I'm probably going to do this in 30, 45 minutes, I think. So we'll we'll leave it on the chat. You guys can get in on the chat. Uh, but we're not going to do calls. And I promise, guys, when the show gets back up, you know, later in September, be back to normal format with calls and whatnot. But right now, I just wanted to rant a little bit about what took place this weekend in the low blow bros and have a little bit of fun. So this is TNC 357, episode 357 of the Neutral Corner Boxing Podcast. As always, I remind you guys, please pay that fee. Please make sure that you are subscribed. Uh, look, whether you're watching the live video right now on YouTube or you're listening to the audio pod later on, wherever you're watching or listening, make sure you're subscribed there. Make sure you smash the thumbs up, the like button, whatever it is on that platform. Leave a rating, leave a review, uh, because those things help me out, okay? And pay the fee, the fee that I ask you to pay, non-monetary. All I ask is that you share the show. So share the show this week, huh? Share it on your social media, get it out there. All right, uh, let's jump right into this, man. Now, so we had heavyweight action uh, over in Europe and here in the United States. Real quick, I'll recap what took place here in America, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a top-ranked car on ESPN. Uh, that, that was Saturday night, August uh, 26th. Earlier uh, on Saturday, it was Saturday night there, but here in America, it was Saturday afternoon. There was the fights over in Poland. We'll get to that later because that's the meat of what we're going to talk about. What happened here in America, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it was pretty much a showcase card from top rank. So there were really no surprises except one, but uh, that wasn't a heavyweight fight. But in heavyweight action, Jared Big Baby Anderson, 16-0, improves to 16-0, heavyweight prospect out of Toledo, Ohio, TKO5 win over Andre Rudenko. Uh, also, a Nigerian heavyweight, uh, he's based in America now, but Nigerian native, Efe Jagba wins a disqualification win over Zan Kasubutsky, uh, who was disqualified for low blows. Ooh, interesting. There was something in the air on Saturday, I guess, with heavyweights throwing low blows. Um, and then also uh, Uzbek prospect, heavyweight prospect, Bakodir Jalalov improves to 13-0 with a TKO1 win. Also on this card, a minor upset. Although some people say they called it Sona Akale, who is a fighter out of Twin Cities, Minnesota, scores a majority, or I'm sorry, it was a majority decision, or yeah, I think majority decision win over Nico Ali Walsh. Whoa. So Nico Walsh takes the first loss of his professional career uh, against the guy that on paper he was supposed to defeat. What will happen with Nico Walsh from here? I found it interesting that. Um, you know, I, I briefly flipped on. I was watching ESPN Plus earlier in the day, obviously, to watch the Polish, uh, Polish card. And they showed Nico Walsh. And, of course, Joe Tessitore immediately, I think it was Joe Tessitore, immediately has to mention who, who his grandfather was. It, it's just really, really funny, the cookie-cutter way that top rank and ESPN promote, man. 
but so so now that's kind of blown up. I don't know what they're going to do there with Nico Walsh. All right, that's enough with what took place in America. That's not why you guys are here. Uh, let's go over to Poland, where Alexander Usyk defends his unified heavyweight titles with a KO9 win over Daniel Dubois. This was for uh, mandatory for the WBA. And real quick, I, I do have to mention, I found it utterly disgusting that Michael Buffer, during the ring announcements, announced Daniel Dubois as the WBA champion. And just awful that the, the promotion and the zone, the, the network that broadcast it, all called Daniel Dubois champion. He wasn't. He wasn't a champion. The WBA regular is not a championship belt. I don't give a damn what the WBA says. I, I, I guess I expect the promoters to, to run with it. But, man, if if you are doing the ring announcements and you're the, the network, come on, guys. You, you got to step up here. Back in the day when HBO Boxing was doing its thing, they kind of – there was a period there where they made a, a judgment call to not recognize any of the sanctioning organizations, and they would not mention them by name. You can go back and watch the broadcasts. And Michael Buffer was doing their ring announcements, but they made a decision there to try to minimize the time they spoke with promoters. Um, after the fights, usually, like in the, the, the interviews in the ring, they would move the camera away from the promoters and try to focus on the fighters. They made a concentrated effort to do that, and they would try to not name the names of the belts um all that's gone out the window now but i i just i had to mention that because i saw that during the broadcast i'm like what he's not the champion the champion is Usyk. it's a mandatory fight basically the wba regular means you're the mandatory challenger just leave it at that anyway that was a little sticking point with me okay let's get to the fight guys uh so the low blow heard round the world that was in the fifth round in the first four rounds, Dubois got his ass boxed off. Alexander Usyk was doing his thing. Now, was he battering Dubois and beating him up? No, this was a cruiserweight versus a super heavyweight. Size matters. And uh, Usyk was hitting him just hard enough to kind of keep him at bay and keep him honest, but not hard enough to where he was really beating him up and hurting him the way Joe Joyce did, right? Joe Joyce, much bigger guy, punches much harder. Than Usyk, and it's also just a different style of fighter. Uh, but rounds one through four clearly won by Usyk on my card. Then the fifth round happens, and about 30 seconds into that fifth round, Dubois lands a right uppercut that I felt instant when I watch when I saw it happen live. I felt eh, that that looked like it strayed a little bit low. Upon replay, you could see that it was damn close. And then we got into all this conspiratorial stuff, right? And where the low blow bros have been going crazy and breaking down frame by frame, like the Zapruder film. It's like the JFK assassination, the 9-11 truthers, the flat earthers have all converged now on low blows in boxing and everyone's giving their opinion. We'll get to all the conjecture and all that stuff, but let's stick with what actually happened first, because I feel that's getting lost in all of this. No one's talking about what actually took place. They're giving their opinions about what they think could have or would have or should have happened if blah, 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 blah took place. That's all conjecture. It doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean a thing. What actually happened 
is referee Luis Pabon, who, by the way, quick tangent, I've never been a fan of Luis Pabon. He is he interjects himself into fights too much. He has a reputation for doing that. He's done it in multiple fights in the past. You can some of you younger guys Google it and, and look it up. Um, because I, I could go through all the examples. I don't really need to. There's plenty of them. He's one of those refs that makes it a little bit too much about him. My favorite kind of referees are like Harvey Doc, who who I think might be the best referee in the business right now. When Harvey Doc referees a fight, you hardly notice he's there. You just hardly notice he's even there. He doesn't make it about him. He's kind of there, but kind of not. Luis Pabon, very different. Anyway, Luis Pabon, who is kind of behind and slightly to the side, I think, of Dubois when he, when he, when he threw that right uppercut, um, immediately ruled it a low blow. I should also mention that Usyk immediately reacted to it. As soon as the punch landed, he grimaced and dropped right to his knees. There was no delayed reaction. A lot of times with a body punch to the liver, even to the solar plexus, you will see guys kind of turn, take a knee, right? Take one knee and deep breath. It's kind of a delayed reaction. This was a visceral, guttural reaction. Usyk immediately dropped to both knees, dropped forward. Okay. There was no turn, nothing like that, that we usually see with a body punch. Um, and so Pabon called it a, a low blow. And per the unified rules of boxing, per the Association of Boxing Commissions, at that point, the fighter who was fouled, quote unquote, according to the referee's judgment call, um, gets five minutes to recover. Usyk took about four minutes, three and a half, four minutes. Luis Pabon, because uh, Usyk wanted to go after about three minutes, Luis Pabon repeatedly kept telling him, hey, take the full five minutes. You got five minutes. Take the full five minutes. Now, I personally did not like that. I know a lot of you out there did not like that. Uh, Usyk, by the way, didn't like it because after the fight, he got in Luis Pabon's ass a little bit and said, listen, man, I was ready to fight. You didn't need to keep telling me to wait. I was ready to go. He actually said that to him after the fight. I heard it. Uh, he said it to him right there in the ring. The, the microphones picked it up. But anyway, um, I got to say, a lot of people are saying, I've never seen that before. I, guys, I've seen that multiple times. And I think a lot of you have too. I think you're just having selective memory right now. There are multiple fights I could point to where there is a low blow taken and the fighter is getting his five minutes and the crowd started booing. They're getting restless. And a lot of times the fighter will feel pressured, peer pressure, you know, uh, crowd pressure to go, go back into the fight. And I've seen several reps say, hey, wait, dude, you got five minutes. Ignore the crowd. You've got five minutes. Take your time because as soon as it comes, you know, the bell rings, we're going. So take your time and recover. Ignore the crowd. I got to say, guys, I've seen that happen multiple times. I've seen it happen in the amateurs. I've seen it happen in the pros. And you have to, if you're being honest, if you've been watching boxing long enough, there are multiple occasions where I've seen the ref go to the fighter and say, take your time. You got five minutes. Don't rush it. This was not the first time. Now, does that mean I'm a fan of that? No. Did I like the way Luis Pabon um, communicated things? No. I thought he told Usyk that once, and then Usyk said, no, I'm ready to go. At that point, it's like, okay, you're ready to go? All right. Now, now Luis Pabon repeatedly urging him and pleading with him to take five minutes, that was over the top and somewhat unprecedented. Yes. But the original, hey, man, you don't have to go back in. You got five minutes here. 
I've seen that a bunch of times, and I know you guys have too. Anyway, Usyk um, takes about four minutes in the end of the five-minute break, comes back, survives the fifth round. I should mention, I think I mentioned earlier, that the, you know the, the, the shot, the body punch, low blow, however you see it, took place early in the round, I think like 30 seconds in. So there was over two minutes left in that particular round for Danny Daniel Dubois to get something done, okay? I know for me, and now here's where I'm going to throw a little conjecture out there. If it were me, and I was in there against a guy who is a far better fighter than me in every single way except for size and power, and I got that lottery ticket punch in, uh, I would have unloaded everything I had right there. I would have shot my wad in those two minutes in the fifth round because Usyk was hurt. Usyk was hurt. Period. End of story. Okay. And Dubois didn't do that. He, he just didn't. He, he, he tried, I think, but Usyk, to his credit, survived and toughed it out and landed enough punches and utilized enough movement to keep Dubois at bay. And then in the subsequent sixth, seventh, eighth, and halfway through the ninth round, uh, it was more of the same. Usyk simply just did better work. And actually, what started to happen is Dubois started to target the body, okay? I should mention, CompuBox credited Dubois with landing one body punch in the first four rounds, which is insane. Only one. One body punch in the first four rounds. After the fifth round, he landed nine, okay? So Dubois, after that fifth round, was making a concentrated effort to go to the body. But do you know what happened when he started doing that? He left himself up for count, open for counters up top. And that's exactly what Usyk did. Usyk started piecing him up, up top, when Dubois would crouch down to try to go to the body. Now, was Usyk... Uh, complaining to the ref every time Dubois went low? Was he playing to the ref a little bit? Hell yeah, he was. Am I a fan of that? Nope, not really. But I got to say, guys, Floyd Mayweather did it in just about every fight. Bernard Hopkins did it in just about every fight. I can keep going with the names. Muhammad Ali did it all the time. There is a lot of these guys, uh, particularly American fighters, that work the ref. And what a lot of you guys don't realize is when a fighter is working the ref, they're really working their opponent. When Usyk was complaining to the ref every time Dubois went borderline low, and I'm going to show you some pictures in a minute, what Usyk was really doing was working on Dubois' psychology. And Dubois being young and kind of mentally fragile, let that get in his head. Pabon did warn Dubois a couple times. He did. He he warned him. And by the way, I think some of those warnings were justified. Justified. And again, I'm going to show you some pictures in a minute here. Um, but he never took a point from Dubois. Never took a point. Uh, he never gave Usyk another break. Okay. He never said, "Hey, you get five minutes to recover from that shot." Without, in fact, there was one shot where he kind of looked at Usyk and said, "That was okay. Let's keep going. Let's let's go." He actually urged Usyk to keep fighting when Usyk complained one time. He said, that was up. Let's keep going. Go back and watch. I can't remember what round it was, but he actually did say that to Usyk. Um, so it's not as if Pabon was constantly 
negating everything Dubois wanted to do. It's not as if he took points, took one, two, three points from Dubois. He didn't take one point at all. Uh, there were several soft warnings, but not, but only one hard warning, and that was there in the fifth. Um, it's not as if uh, – there were some exchanges between the fighters, particularly in those later rounds where both guys were letting their hands go. It's not as if Pabon jumped in there and stopped that and um, immediately stopped any kind of exchange or whatever to negate what Dubois was trying to do. That just didn't happen. There were no extra breaks for Usyk. None of that took place. Basically, the, the guys fought, and Usyk pieced up Dubois once he started targeting downstairs because then Usyk knew where he was going, and he could counter. And he dropped him in the eighth and then dropped him in the ninth with like a hard power jab. And at that point, Dubois was on one knee, and he basically said, yeah, I'm done. I, I don't like using the word quit, but he retired. He mentally capitulated. He um, checked out. Any of those terms work. That's what he did. Uh, I, I don't like using the word quit to describe a fighter because if you go nine rounds in a professional boxing match, 99.9% um, .9 of human beings are incapable of doing that. So I, I just don't like to use that word. You guys can go ahead and use it. I don't like to use it. I think he mentally checked out and just said, you know what? I can't beat this guy. I can't beat him. And so he just kind of said, that's enough. Stayed on his knee. It got counted out. Okay. So what actually happened in the fight, once again, is there were almost nine full rounds of action. Usyk won eight of them. Dubois won one round off of one punch. It's not as if he dominated that action. In fact, CompuBox credited Usyk with throwing and landing more punches in that fifth round and every other round. Usyk threw and landed more in every round of the fight, including the fifth. But that one punch, right, which that, that's what everyone's focusing on. They're not talking about the rest of the fight. Where, again, Dubois had the rest of that fifth round, sixth, seventh, eighth, and a portion of the ninth to end the show. And he had a hurt fighter, a hurt, smaller, older, more worn down, injury-prone, inactive fighter, and still couldn't stop him. That's not on Luis Pabon. That's not on Alexander Usyk or the establishment of boxing. That is 100% on Daniel Dubois. The punch that caused all the ruckus was a straight uppercut to the gut, right hand, uppercut. And it was, I got to give Dubois credit. It was pretty in the sense that if you look at Usyk and the way he placed his left elbow, Usyk thought Dubois, Usyk braced for a body punch. It's very clear from Usyk's body language, but he thought Dubois was going to hook it. He thought Dubois was going to come low and hook that right hand. That's why he dug, Usyk did, Usyk dug his elbow into his left side, right on the hip, to catch that hook on the forearm. But to his surprise, Dubois went right up the middle, and that's why the punch landed. Now, had Usyk anticipated it coming down the middle, and he started to later on in the fight, he started to catch those shots, okay? But the first time D Dubois did that, he crouched down, and it looked like he was going to throw a hook, and he came right up the middle. It was pretty. I don't know if it was a legit legal blow, though. We'll talk about that. But um, it, so a lot of people are missing that, too, because people have talked about Usyk's elbow placement and it looked like he was trying to push down the hand. No, he, he thought a hook was coming and he was trying to brace for it. That was it. 
and he miscalculated and he ended up moving right into Dubois punch. And that's why it had so much impact. Okay. Um, I should also mention this. The, it was an uppercut, as I said, and it started, if you look at the replay, and I know you guys have a thousand times, Dubois right hand basically started down by his knee. He pulled back and cranked it down by his knee, dipped his right shoulder down and threw from his freaking kneecap. Okay. So the trajectory of the punch started way below the belt line. And then it went up. It made contact with the cup and then it lifted. Now, keep in mind where Luis Pabon was and what he saw. He saw Daniel Dubois, the taller, much larger man, crouch down to get shorter than Usyk, start a punch from basically his knee, and crank it up into the belt, into the cup, and then he saw Usyk immediately drop. So from Pabon's vantage point, I could absolutely imagine how and why he would feel this was a low blow live. And for those of you out there who are saying, this is corruption, oh my God. I think you're trying too hard. I really, really do, guys. And it, listen, I know I'm going to be accused of being a, an Usyk fanboy and protecting him. That's not the case here. You guys know I'll keep it real. You guys know if I thought Usyk was legitimately knocked out, I would say that, okay? Um, and again, I'm not saying this was an egregious low blow. This wasn't Andre Ward, Andrew Golada, you know, type of low blows. It, it wasn't. It was close. Let's call it a 50-50 call, okay? I actually don't think that. I think it was more low. It was like 60-40, 70-30, but let's call it 50-50. Guys, I want you to imagine something. A 50-50 call in sports going the champion's way going the home fighter's way, going the established champion home fighter's way. Wow, what a revelation. A 50-50 call going to the champion? That's never happened in sports. Oh my God, stop the presses. Some of you are so shocked by this. A 50-50 borderline shot goes to champ's way? Whoa, holy shit, that's never happened. When did you guys, when did you start watching sports? This is beyond boxing. Do any of you watch the NFL? When the Super Bowl champion is playing on their home field against another team and there's a 50-50 call, it's probably going to go their way. Just a guess, just a wild guess. Probably going to go their way. Now, if it's a 90-10 call and it still goes their way, I can see where you want to bitch and complain. And believe me, I'm the first guy that would. I've done it all the time on this show. It's why I get in so much trouble. But a 50-50 call going the champ's way, that really shocks you guys? You really think the fix is in? Jesus Christ, grow up. Some of you are just trying too hard to find controversy here. You're acting like this was an even fight going into that fifth round and Usyk wasn't dominating. You're acting like this was a dead even fight and that call completely robbed Daniel Dubois of a victory. You're acting like the fight was stopped after that fifth round and they went to the cards or something. He had three and a half more. Fuck that. He had the rest of the fifth. He had four full rounds to work with before the fight ended to get something done. He didn't. A call didn't go his way. 
And that caused him to mentally check out. That's what happened. I want to show you, share my screen with you guys. Uh, shout out here to Batman Boxing. Um, he took three screenshots of low blows that Dubois threw later in the fight after the fifth round. I want you to see this. So here's one where Dubois is crouching down. Again, he's the taller man. Okay. He's crouching down to get shorter than Usyk and punching down at his ball sack. Now, I get it. That's not directly on the scrotum sack. Okay. That's above it, but it's clearly below the belt line and clearly below the navel. And it looks, at least it can be interpreted as being intentional because that's not an uppercut. Here's another punch. That's pretty blatant. I, I don't know. And look where Luis Pabon is here. He's seeing this. He's seeing it clearly. Okay, again, Usyk is crouching. Dubois, the taller, bigger man, is crouching lower than him and punching down at his daddy sack. And the referee can see all of it. Now, do you think Pabon was being too egregious in his warnings? Look at this punch. Look at this picture, guys. Oh, you got to show where the punch landed, not where it was punched from. But that's where the punch landed. That's pretty low. And when you're a tall guy punching, that's like a 45-degree angle he's punching down that. Come on, guys. Like, like, that's pretty damn obvious right there. So for Usyk to complain to Pabon after that punch was thrown and for Pabon to briefly warn, give a soft warning to Dubois after that, you guys are mad? I, Jesus Christ, some of you kill me. Here's another one. Now, now this one, the angle doesn't look as good, uh, but you can see it, it appears part of the uh, glove was below the belt. Part of the glove is above the belt, right? And we'll talk about that in a second. But all three of these pictures really give a clear indication of what Dubois' game plan here was. And I should mention, during fight week, he said several times in interviews, Dude, I got to get dirty in there. I got to get nasty and chippy um, and make it a rough house fight and get a dirty fight because that's the only chance I have to win. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said in the build-up to the fight. And here you go. Also, uh, here's another shot from, um, from Batman Boxing. Again, great work here, brother. Um, he also shows, you know, because people were saying that Usyk's trunks were so high. Oh, my God. Usyk's trunks were up under his nipples. No, they weren't. They were right where you're supposed to wear them. The top of the belt line should be right at your navel. It should cover your navel, where maybe you see the top half of your belly button poking out, but it's right there. Dubois' trunks were high. Here's a photo, and there's a thousand photos I could pull up showing this. Dubois' trunks were actually over his belly button. They were actually high. Usyk's trunks were properly placed, okay? Now, Association of Boxing Commission rules state that any punch, any punch that lands below the navel, below the belly button, may be ruled uh, low. It is up to the referee's discretion, but it may be ruled low. Clearly, I mean, I'm not even going to show the video because you guys have seen it 10 billion times already. The punch that Dubois landed on Usyk in the fifth round. 
a large portion of that glove landed below the navel. But what cracks me up is some of you guys are saying, well, you can't look at it from where the punch first made contact. You got to look at where the punch ended up. Guys, it's an uppercut. When I throw an uppercut, my, my hand, I, I might impact you right here, but the follow through might take me up eight inches. That's not how you score a low blow or not. If my knuckles made contact with your cup and then I pushed it up eight inches, you don't look at the end of the impact and say, oh, that's where you score a punch. No, you score it where it starts. And here's where I don't want to get on my high horse, but I, I think a lot of you that are saying this wasn't a low punch, you, you haven't boxed before. You, you just haven't. If you've boxed and you've worn a cup, then you understand that I'm sorry to get this graphic for some of you, you know, might be too much information, but just, you need to hear it. Your balls are in the cup and there's a part of the cup that goes under your balls and kind of cradles them. Right. And they're in there to be protected. When you get hit in a cup with an uppercut like that, and it lifts your cup, Try to imagine a 250-pound man punching your cup and forcing it to ride up and that part of the cup slamming into your ball sack and going straight up. Do you think that hurts a little? Do you think that might hurt a little? If it's happened to you before, if any of you out there have actually sparred and felt that punch, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to be punched directly in the balls for your balls to get hit. Do you understand what I'm saying? You get hit at the top of the cup, the side of the cup, and it's pushed up or pushed sideways. That bottom of that cup is slamming into your nuts and shoving them up into your body. It is not a pleasant feeling. That is why groin protectors are under the, the navel. And if you punch the groin protector, it's a low blow. If any part of your glove hits that groin protector, I mean, put it to you this way. Why would a groin protector protect a part of your body that isn't vulnerable? It doesn't, right? How can I put this? Every part of the groin protector where the padding is, is an illegal area to punch. How about that? Now, some protectors are really, really big and they go all around your hips and some are just kind of a jock. They're just up front area, okay? But every area of that is considered illegal. If a punch lands on it, it's illegal. So, so it doesn't matter where the punch ended up. If the punch started below the belt, which it did, clearly, and it lifted up, Okay, cool. It, it, it the by the time Dubois had followed through with his punch, his glove looked to be above the navel. Yes, but the original impact in the follow through started below the belt and lifted that cup up. By rule, by definition, that's a low blow. I I, I don't know how much more clear I can make it for you guys, and. Again, for those of you saying, well, that, that's not a punch to the balls, so that's not low. Again, you probably haven't boxed before. 
uh, I just, if you've been hit where your cup moved up into your, your boys, <laughs> it's debilitating. I'll also add this five minutes or 35 minutes after that punch lands from a much larger, stronger, more explosive puncher, you're debilitated, dude. Five minutes. Don't bring back all your strength. That shit saps your strength. And another thing that's getting lost in all this is Usyk came back from that and beat down a much younger, fresher, stronger man while being hurt. That's championship level shit. That is pound for pound level shit. No one's talking about that. Y'all are talking about Dubois got robbed. He should be the heavyweight champion of the world. Guess what? Dubois had every motherfucking opportunity to follow up on that moment. He didn't. And he let himself get discouraged. He even admitted it after the fight. He got discouraged and he mentally checked out. And the guy who is stronger mentally and tougher, tough the fight out. That's what happened. I, I just, Jesus Christ. I don't know what else I have to say. Super chat from feeling dangerous. Thank you so much, brother. He says, hi, Mike. Hey, what's up? Uh, let me see. I think that's it for super chats. I appreciate it, brother. We appreciate it. Um, let's see. What else can I add to this? Let me look at my, my trusty notes before I uh, continue here. Uh, the what about isms. I want to bring this up. A lot of people are bringing up body punches from other fights. Because uh, I, I I talked about this on X that um, Usyk's reaction was immediate, and I talked about this earlier in the show. A lot of times with body shots, particularly liver shots and stuff like that, there's a delayed reaction, right? And, and there was no delayed reaction from Usyk. He immediately crumbled, which is what you tend to see with nut shots. Um, but some people are like, well, not in this fight. And look at this example. And look at when Fury dropped uh, Wilder with a body shot. Completely different situations, completely different punches. It, it's not comparable. Just because they're body punches doesn't mean they're all comparable, guys. There's just a lot of whataboutisms being thrown out here. You got to look at every single case separately. And look, the Andre Ward Sergey Kovalev fight, the, the, the rematch, a lot of you guys brought that up, um, where Ward was going low over and over and over, but the referee didn't call it low. He was letting Ward do it. And a lot of people were upset and thought that Ward should have been disqualified, this, that, the other. But my argument at that time, and it still is today, was the ref didn't call it. So if you're Sergey Kovalev in that situation, you got to understand the ref isn't calling these low blows. Ward's going to keep doing it. How do you stop that from happening? You know what I would have did? I would have, if I were Sergey Kovalev, I would have wound up 100%, punched Andre Ward directly in the balls. Drop him with a ball shot. Force the referee to take a point from you and reveal his bias. And let Andre Ward know, dude, I ain't taking this shit no more. You keep doing this to me, I'm going to do it right back to you. And make it a, a war of attrition. Kovalev didn't do that. He got soft mentally. He capitulated. He checked out, just like Dubois did. And what happened? Ward stopped him. So am I saying I agree with the way the referee handled that fight? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's the way he handled it, and it was up to Kovalev to do something about it. He didn't. Same situation here. Different situations, but there are parallels, okay? So um, the what about is just stop with that shit. Stop. 
Okay. Hey, let me add this to the uppercut again, because a lot of you guys are getting some. What's funny is the people that wanted Dubois to win and thought that this should have been ruled a legal punch. You guys are saying that a lot of the screenshots out there are no good. Because you're saying, oh, that's that's two frames before the full impact of the punch. And you see uh, the trajectory went up and the full impact was above the And you guys are breaking this shit down and nitpicking and really, really grasping at straws, right? Um, you guys are the funniest ones because you want it so bad to be a legal punch that you're ignoring the majority of the screenshots out there. And you're choosing your screenshots that make it look almost legal. And, and let's be honest, too. This wasn't a punch to the solar plexus. It wasn't to the rib cage. Even if you think it was legal, you got to admit it was really close. If it was legal, it was barely legal. It was 18 years old in a day legal. You know what I'm saying? That's how legal it was. Okay. You, some of you are acting like he got punched like in the nipples <laughs> and you're like, how the hell was this ruled low? Oh my God. Some of you are trying too hard. You're just trying too hard. But anyway, that uppercut, had Daniel Dubois changed levels and shot it straight at the solar plexus, guess what? He would be heavyweight champion right now. Because as I mentioned earlier in the show, Usyk thought it was going to be a hook. He dropped the left elbow down and braced for a hook to that side, to that hip. So Dubois' feint... Whether it was on purpose or not, it worked. And, and I don't even think it was on purpose because he really didn't throw a feint. I think it just he just won the lottery with this one particular punch. Um, but if instead of throwing an uppercut, he would have simply shot straight out to the solar plexus, which is just under the ribs, the top of the abs, and just shot it right there full strength, Usyk would have, in my opinion, this is conjecture, Usyk would have went down and not got up. And Daniel Dubois would be the legitimate heavyweight champion of the world right now. He didn't do that. He shot an uppercut. He threw it from his knees, shot it up, hit the cup, and lifted up with it. Luis Pabon called it a low blow. The rest is history. Some of you need to grow the fuck up and move the fuck on. That's it. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, I, I'll check out a couple comments here, guys. And... Um, and then we'll bounce. Uh, so yeah, no calls. I see a couple of you guys asking about that. Um, we'll do calls on the next show. I promise. Okay. We won't have a show next week, but uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll have calls and we'll chop all this up. <clears throat> um, Nacho says, Mike, what bothers me is the fact that Usyk would whine about anybody punching low. That's whack. The referee shouldn't be taking orders from a fighter. I hear you, Nacho, but maybe you got here late, but I want to show you something that I showed the guys. Um, I want you to look at these punches, Nacho, and I want you to tell me. Th these were not the, the, the fifth-round punch. These were afterwards. If you were Luis Pabon and you saw that punch, would you warn the fighter? I would. I would tell, hey, keep him up. Keep in mind, Dubois is the bigger guy. Do you know how low he had to get to throw a punch there? And look at the trajectory of his arm. Look at that. Nacho, and see where Luis Pabon is. I could see why Usyk complained about that punch. And I can see why Pabon warned Dubois. So I, I get it. I don't like when fighters complain to the ref and work the ref. A lot of guys do it, particularly American fighters. But in this particular case, dude, I, that's 
pretty blatant. <laughs> I don't know what else you need. This That's a 45-degree angle Dubois is punching at. And he's crouching down so much, he's almost taking a knee there. So if you're Luis Pabon and you see that, I think you're going to warn him. And if I'm Usyk, yeah, I'm going to bitch about that punch, uh, regardless if the fifth round had happened yet or not. So um, I hope that clears things up a little bit for you, Nacho. I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but at the same time, when I see that, I'm like, you know, I'd complain about that. Uh, Israel Cano says, um, now I'm seeing people saying Wilder beats Usyk, LOL. Of course, of course. Um, it's just it's just the way the internet works, bro. It's just the way the internet works. Hamed said, Michael and most of the non-Black Americans and Europeans were being biased toward Usyk because they're Eastern European fanboys or AJ fanboys who were worried Usyk might get KO'd. Hamed, that might be one of the stupidest fucking comments you've ever made on this show. And I like you, Hamed, but that's really a fucking stupid comment. I could shred that apart for 20 minutes, but I'm not even going to do you the decency. <clears throat> Firebrand. It was on the line and therefore the ref's discretion. Dubois did nothing to capitalize on it. He threw it away and took a knee. Congratulations. Firebrand wins. Now there, there's a, a very smart comment. And, and there's zero bias to me. I'm not being a fanboy. I've called it straight on a lot of these cases. There's nothing, uh, I'm not fanboying here. All I basically said is what Firebrand just said. He just did a much better job of it than me. <clears throat> okay. Anything else here? BB Muteman said, Mike, do you think Matchroom does more testing than other promotions? Yes and no. What I mean by that is they do a lot of testing, but it's not very good testing and it's um, tainted. Same with PBC. I could talk about that in a future show, but not right now. <clears throat> uh, also, BB Muteman says, did you see Robert Hellenius had an adverse finding in his fight against AJ? Yes, I saw that. Um, a lot of people are testing hot right now, dude. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay. Tim says, and I'll tell you exactly why Daniel threw it away. He has no jab. That's a great point, Tim. Uh, I was I was thinking about that too. You know, if Dubois had come out again, he had over two minutes to work with in that fifth round. Had he come out and just worked behind the jab and just emptied the tank against Usyk in that fifth round, I really think he could have got him out of there. I really, really do because Usyk was hurt. He didn't have to even go back to the body. He could have, but man, I would punch shoulders. I would get physical and push. I would, if I were Dubois, I would punch everything on Usyk and just try to beat him up as the bigger, stronger guy. At that point, he was hurt. Usyk is not going to hurt you back. And um, he just didn't do that. And, and you're right, Tim. I think he was hesitant because he couldn't set it up because he has no jab. So Usyk pretty much saw everything coming except for that one punch in the fifth. And um, was able to retaliate and able to, you know, counterpunch, particularly in the second half of the fight when Dubois started telegraphing the body punches. Uh, Usyk knew what to do with that. <clears throat> All right, guys. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Hamed. <laughs> Hamed said, Mike, I was talking. 
I was talking to Michael Mindiola, not you. Okay, I apologize. Hamed said he was talking to Mindiola in the chat when he said, there's too many Michaels. I'm sorry, Hamed. I'm sorry. But I will say this. Hamed, don't – look, I've seen some of your posts on Facebook in recent times. Don't fall into the tribalism nonsense, dude. Um, to, to me, the, this – this really has nothing to do with tribalism. Are some of the British fans upset? Of course. And I understand that your guy lost and you felt that there was a raw deal on that call. But again, what I would say to you guys is it's not as if the refs stopped the fight and said, Oh, we're going to the scorecards. There's a foul here. You're disqualified. It's not like he disqualified them or they went to the scorecard. Dubois had time to capitalize on this body. If you truly think this was a legit body blow. Okay. 100% legal, 100% above the belly button, all that. Well, then why didn't he capitalize on it? Why, you, Whether it was low or not, why didn't he capitalize on that? He, he punched his lottery ticket. Literally, finally a punch got through. And the boxing wizard, that is Usyk, um, miscalculated where it was going to land and got caught, right? Okay. Capitalize on that. A call didn't go your way? Okay. Think of a football game. In the course of a football game, there are – Dozens of calls potentially, right? And some calls are going to go your way. Some calls are not going to go your way. If you're the away team or if you're the challenger playing a champion, most of the calls probably won't go your way. You got to brush that shit off and keep playing, right? Same thing here. And Dubois didn't do that. It, it, bottom line, Usyk got hit with a either a hard body shot to the bladder, as some of you are calling it, or an illegal low blow, and was able to recover, recoup, and mentally force the other guy, just beat the fight out of him. Just That's, the, I, that's how I describe it. He beat the fight out of Dubois. How about we give Usyk some credit and we hold Dubois a little accountable for not taking advantage of his moment? Uh, that's just where I'm at. And to me, there's nothing tribalistic about that. It's just the way I see it. And, and trust me, guys, if um, if I thought Usyk was legitimately knocked out, I, I think a lot of you guys may not have realized this, but I tweeted the week of the fight because somebody asked a question out there like, um, does Dubois have any chance in this fight? And I quoted it and posted it and said, absolutely, I'm paraphrasing, but I said, um, it's the heavyweight division. And he's the naturally larger, stronger man. He punches harder. Of course he has a chance. And I said, this will not be an easy fight for Usyk. Dubois will have moments. I said that very clearly. And so it's not as if I came into this with, with bias. I said Dubois would have moments because he's a huge dude. And Usyk is an inactive, older fighter who's fighting much naturally larger men. So, so um, I feel vindicated in pretty much all that with what took place here. Dubois did have his moments, but ultimately class won. And, and, and Usyk's class showed, and, and he got the W. That's it, guys. Let's move on. Let's move on from this. All right. Now that I've lost my voice, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks, all right? Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Low blow bros. Let it go. Go. There will be others. There will be other low blows to discuss. I promise you. All right. Love you guys. Peace. <clears throat>